We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. And today, I am not joined by either of my my good my good pals Ross Uglum or Jacob Westendorf, um, but that's okay. Uh, every year I like to uh, do one of these on my own and kind of get into some of the, the the weeds, the the nerdy stuff that I know a lot of us actually appreciate, and talk about the thresholds, the Packers thresholds that they like for each position, um, and specifically. The wide receiver position is the one that we're going to focus on today. And for the Green Bay Draft Guide, which I would highly encourage you to go pick up a copy of, um, you can pre-order it now for eight ninety nine. Uh, you go to gumroad.greenbaydraftguide or just go to my my profile on Twitter. Um, it is my pinned tweet. Pick one up, eight ninety nine. It's a digital book. Um, you'll have two hundred twenty five rankings of players. Uh, write-ups, feature articles, and it's all geared towards the Green Bay Packers. And my feature article in there, it's called Packer People. And it's the top 300 players basically sifted through a filter um, that looks back at each position and how the Packers have either drafted at that position or who they've played at that position. And it looks at their athletic thresholds and what they prefer. And it's not a foolproof system. There are things that they go outside of, but I do strongly believe that this is what they prefer. And this is their checklist that they want you to check all the boxes. Obviously, in in any role, 
there are some times you go outside of those boxes just because you feel really good about the player. I mean, two examples under Goody are, you know, Jair Alexander is a smidge below their height threshold. They felt well, they felt good enough about Jair to take him anyways. Good call. That's a good process. Um, last year, uh, Devontae Wyatt was a little bit older than they've ever gone for a first round player, 24, 24 year old rookie. And that was outside of their threshold. But again, they they felt good enough about the player to do it. Now, I do still believe that they would prefer both those players hit those hit those thresholds. But in any case, that's that's kind of what we look at. Um, and today on the podcast, we're going to look at the wide receiver position. And I kind of wanted to give you a little bit of a teaser. You know, we're not going to go through specifically what each of the thresholds are because I want you to buy the book. I want you to buy the book and check it out. Um, it is all in there and it'll be broken down position by position explaining, you know, this is what I'm looking for. I think this is what the Packers look for. And if you're wondering, you know, Jake, is this, what's the hit rate on this? Um, if I mean, last year there were four wide receivers in the entire draft class, four that had that checked every box that the Packers preferred or how, how, how I had had it set up that they preferred those four receivers, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Bo Melton, Kevin Austin. Three of those four wide receivers are currently on the Packers roster right now. So I feel really good. I feel really good about the about the wide receiver position and and knowing what the Packers prefer at that position. And I think, you know, you you pick up the book, you can look through it. It'll be in your inbox April 10th and you can start through this stuff already. Um, and so we're going to go through those today, and I'm going to tell you the names of the guys who have either checked all those boxes already, or there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them that we're still waiting on testing for some of them, because I will say that the three cone is important to the Packers. I won't tell you specifically what the number is they need to get to, um, but there's a pretty clear number that the Packers want you to be under if you're going to be a Green Bay Packer wide receiver. Um, and the, the thresholds themselves, what we're looking for are, are um, is height. There's a certain height you want you need to be above. There's a certain weight you need to be above. There's a 40-yard dash they want you to be under. And there's a specific three-cone time they want you to be under. Now, I do include the RAS of each player. I don't. The Packers don't know what RAS is. They don't care. They have some type of system though, and I think it's just it's it's a good uh, metric for us to kind of gauge, you know, where are they at? Because what you'll see on some of this is, oh, that guy ran a four five six. He can't be a very fast player, but you still can, and your, your RAS can still be high if you hit some of these other metrics. There's other guys who have a lower RAS, but they still hit the metrics that the Packers prefer. And so you don't just want to look at RAS. Um, I think there are specific things that the Packers look for in their athletes at wide receiver. Now, do they prefer them just to be alien type athletes like Christian Watson? Yeah, I, I think everybody would, um, but that's not always the case. And so I think the Packers have really kind of figured out like what is what's a good hit percentage for these wide receivers that are being taken in the draft. And the Packers have been really good. They've been really good at the wide receiver position. You know, it's, it's weird. We could do a whole nother podcast, about why they stopped drafting them for half a decade. Uh, but when they have drafted them and drafted them high, they've more often than not been very good players. And it goes all the way back to Ron Wolf, uh, Ted Thompson referenced Ron Wolf. Uh, Goody has, has referenced Ron Wolf and kind of how they specifically look at this position. So, 
without any further ado, there are, in this year's draft class thus far, remember I said last year there were only four. Good news for the Packers is there's a lot more than four in this year's draft class that hit all of these metrics. As of right now, without all the testing in it, uh, how many guys do we have in the green? Just a straight green. Hit every metric. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven guys have hit every metric already. They are 100% guys the Packers are going to like as far as as far as athletes. Um, as far as guys, I'm still waiting on testing, some type of testing um, that I think that, you know, it's either – and a lot of it, again, a lot of it is three cones. A lot of guys didn't run their three cones at the Combine. Um, and we're waiting on those. And those will come in through Pro Days, so those will all be updated by the time this releases. But right now, guys that we're waiting on that could potentially reach that, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. So that we got so 16 players, 16 wide receivers potentially in this year's draft class could be guys that the Packers really, really like. Um, you know, that'll get weeded out. I bet all 16, I, I bet it'll be closer to 10. I bet about six of those guys will disqualify themselves with a really with a, a not good enough three cone time, um, but that's good news for the Packers. And so let's let's go through this, you know, right away. And I already messed up because one guy that's on this list is not in the green. He didn't run his three cone, so I'm gonna mix. I'm gonna switch that right now. Um, the thing is, too, is these higher guys, man. Okay, so the high the highest ranked guy that we have in the Green Bay draft guide right now. It, that hits every single metric for the Packers is Andre Yosevas, the Princeton wide receiver. Um, he is an exciting prospect. You watch him, and a lot of people will compare him to Christian and what he was, you know, able to do last year. Now, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I don't think he's that good. Uh, but I think he is. He potentially could be. I mean, he is a he's a freakazoid athlete. Nine point nine RAS. Um, hits every metric that Green Bay loves. Tall guy, you know, tall, uh, dense player that moves well. That is a Green Bay Packer. Um, so Andre Yosevas, the Princeton wide receiver, he's the first guy on the list, the highest rated guy on the list that hits every single metric. Um, and he, we have a draftable grade on him. He's in the write-ups. And then the next guy that we have, uh, I believe he is our 19th ranked receiver. Yosevas is like our 15th ranked receiver. Uh, the next guy is Grant Dubose, and he's an interesting kid. He is a kid from Charlotte. So two small school kids, interestingly enough, are the are the guys that hit every single metric. And Dubose um, is young, too. He's He's got the youth factor in there as well. Uh, you watch him play, reminds you a lot of James Jones. Got a lot of James Jones to his game. He is a thicker guy, uh, plays, plays big. Uh, plays big with the ball in the air, kind of a go-get-it type guy, will out-muscle guys around the ball. Uh, one thing I know when I was watching him was, well, let, let's I like him a lot. Let's see how he tests. And he tested really well. 8.2 RAS, um, hits every metric. Uh, really good player. He's interesting, too, because during the COVID year, uh, he was not at Charlotte yet. I forget where he was at. But wherever he was at, they didn't have a football season, so he had to work. So uh, this young man is, I believe, working two or three jobs just to help pay for tuition and go to school and do all that stuff. So 
he's a guy to keep an, an eye on. Um, really high character kid from everything that I've been told and heard about him as well. Um, I think the Packers are really going to like him. Uh, do not be surprised if on you know day three, Grant Dubose is a name that you hear called by Green Bay. Now we get into kind of the the lower the lower end of some of these guys, and now we're kind of talking about day late day three types already. And that's kind of how this goes: is if these guys are there, you got to take them because. Um, it kind of falls off a cliff and now, now you're kind of just looking at, you know, freak freak type athletes um, for the Packers and, and what they might be in. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, and, and the next guy on the list for that is um, Antoine Green. He's the other North Carolina wide receiver. Um, tested really well. Uh, he, he's 23, so he's a little bit on the older end for what the Packers prefer. But again, we've loosened that up because of Devontae Wyatt last year. I don't know it, it, how much they care about age right now, especially with COVID, with that extra year. And I think that's not just the Packers. I think that's everybody. Um, age has just kind of become one of those things that – it is what it is, um, but he hits every single metric. He is he's a top 200 player for us. He's you know around that 150 type range. So you know, I guess he could be a you know earlier day three type guy. I might have spoken too soon on some of these guys, but um, he's someone to keep an eye on. You know, it's it's the other North Carolina kid, but you watch him, uh, good deep threat, uh, moves really well in and out of his breaks, can get vertical. You know, I, he's not someone on tape that I liked as much as those other guys. Obviously, that's why he's ranked lower. Um, I think he struggles through contact a little bit, and he can kind of get that ball raked out of his hand or, you know, popped out too easily, I think, when, at the catch point. So, uh, but he's someone athletically I think the Packers will, um, will in fact, like. Um, so, next guy on the list, we're getting down further here. And I actually had to add Antoine Green because I miscounted. And there's one other guy, too, that I've already missed that I'll add on here as well that is hits every metric. Oh, nope, he doesn't. He didn't run a three-count. Um, but the next guy that does hit every metric is someone that I've heard a lot of Packers fans talking about as kind of you know that alien-type tester, which he is, and that's Bryce Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia. I mean, huge kid that ran sub 4-4. It was, so when you do something like that, I mean, two hundred twenty plus pounds sub four four. When you do something like that, you're gonna you're gonna raise some eyebrows. His good when you watch his tape, his good really really good. His bad really really bad. So he's kind of in that weird mix of we talk about lottery type type 
picks and a guy that you might take a swing for the fence on. He is that type of guy. And, you know, day three, I'd be all about it, all about it. Uh, bring me the athletes on day three. Another guy um, that I know that has been getting a lot of love, making the rounds on Packers Twitter, um, that uh, is needs to run his three cones, so I'll skip him. I'll come back to him. But another guy that is an interesting fit for me is Elijah Higgins. Hits every metric. Uh, he's the Stanford wide receiver. He might be, you know, he might I honestly be your Alan Lazard type replacement. And the reason he's kind of ranked lower in our guide is because of that. He's kind of a tweener. You know, you don't you don't know if he's good. You want him to bulk up and play tight end right now. He's two thirty five right now, but uh, eight point nine RAS. Uh, really big kid. Uh, natural natural pass catcher. Um, just you're going to need to find a role for him. He's not super scheme versatile, but if you find a role for him, like if the Packers want to continue to play that big slot, I could very much see him being a fit for the Packers. Someone that Matt LaFleur likes. Um, another guy on the list, Jacob Copeland out of Maryland uh, hits every metric. He's kind of low on the lower end of all the metrics, but he hits all of it. He is probably a UDFA type. And the last guy on the list that hits every metric is another UDFA type from Louisiana, Michael Jefferson. Um, yeah, tested really well. The it hit all the stuff that the Packers are going to like. Now you might be thinking to yourself, but Jake, you didn't mention any of the guys that we talk about on Twitter all the time. Where's Jackson Smith and Jigba? Where's Rashi Rice? Where are all these guys? They're here. They're they're mid level type guys that we're waiting on testing. Right now, Jackson Smith and Jigba has blown. I mean, absolutely blown the doors off of the testing of the Packers like, which is going to be music to. Packers fans ears the one thing we're waiting on is that 40 um, and unless I mean I, I think it was uh, uh, Platty Kent Lee Platty math bomb on Twitter talked about guys that with the agilities that Jackson Smith and Jigba have um, their average 40 times around four or five which would be plenty in the range for the Packers thresholds for that and I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to end up being just a, a guy that you just check every single box for the Packers and um, could very, very much see him be a high, high fit. Um, I will talk about Jalen Hyatt because um, our pal Justice Mosqueda wrote over at Acme Com- Packing Company that uh, the Packers have done a ton of work on Jalen Hyatt, which is something that I've heard as well. And I've had other people tell me as well that the Packers really like Jalen Hyatt. Um, he's light. He is a light kid for what the Packers have done in the past. He could very much be a kid that they just go in and say, we don't care. We do not care. We love him. And and I hope, and if that's how they feel about a prospect, then do it, do it. Like that's good process. If you just have, you know, you have your thresholds, you have everything and, and Hyatt hits a lot of them, but just the weight, the weight is is well below. I mean, he measured at 176. That's pretty well below what the Packers usually like. Uh, but you could bring up the fact like, hey, they did a lot of work on uh, Justin Jefferson, who was a little bit lighter. Yeah, they did. He, he wasn't 176, but um, but sure. And, you know, the same thing with Olave last year. He was a lighter guy. I mean, he was in the 180s. So, again, that's not 176. But uh, in any case, they, they very well could like him, but he – he has a big, ugly red dot by his name on my spreadsheet that's sitting right in front of me right now that would be the lightest receiver the Packers have taken since, I mean, since Ted took over. And so that's just kind of how that would, would go. And they might do it. 
They might do it though. So we'll see. Uh, Quinton Johnston hasn't done anything. So I don't know. I don't know about him. I would, I, I just don't know. We'll see. He, he, I know how big he is. I know how tall he is. I have no idea uh, what three cone 40 he'll run. Um, I would imagine by watching him, they'd be good. But again, don't know. Uh, another guy that's really close that might be surprising to people is Trey Palmer out of Nebraska. Uh, still waiting on his three cone, but everything else would indicate to me that he is going to run a good three cone. I mean, he had explosive jumps, four, three, three, forty. I mean, he's he could be a kid. He could be a dude uh, that might surprise people with how high he's drafted as well. Another guy. This is a guy that a lot. And these next these next three guys are guys that I think a lot of people that have paid attention to what the Packers do at the wide receiver position. These three are three of the names that you're going to hear the most. And that is Rashi Rice, Cedric Tillman, A.T. Perry. All three of those guys were waiting on three cones. So far, the people that say they're Packer receivers are right. Very much so. Um, they they looked the part. Um, they've worked out the way that you would expect them to, all above nine RAS right now. And we're just waiting on those three cones. But – the three cone, it might be the most, it might be the most important one. Uh, so, you know, looking back and doing this research and looking at every player that they've had in the last 20 years, that three cone matters. They care a lot about it. So uh, look for that for those guys. Um, if they run a good three cone um, or if you have your guide from last year, you can go look at what the three cone threshold is. It's, it's the same threshold um, as last year. I have not adjusted that. So, uh, that those are three guys to keep an eye on for sure. Someone else that's really, really interesting to me, and I missed him. He is actually he's okay. So he's an interesting case as Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. His res is only six point eight, which is lower than what the Packers what you usually see these guys have. But everything else he blows out of the water. I mean he's he has a very good three cone time. He's got a four five three forty. Uh, he's above the weight threshold. He's above the height threshold. Uh, he's only twenty two, so he is a guy that, I mean, he is very much, you know, right below that first tier. And I don't, and, and we'll see. And he he's interesting too because we'll see, you know, what the Packers if they actually have some type of formula like Raz, like a Raz score. Um, We'll see. You know, it's, it's a lower one for for someone that tested well in a lot of areas, um, but it is what it is. Uh, Rakeem Jarrett out of Maryland is another kind of mid-level type guy uh, that we, you know, he's got a lower RAS as well at 7.8, but we're waiting on a three cone. Uh, this guy, this next guy has been picking up a ton of steam on Packers Twitter, and that is Jonathan Mingo, the old Miss uh, kind of big slot type guy. We're waiting on three cone for him, but right now he's a 99 percentile athlete. That's his RAS, 9.93. Uh, big, strong, athletic kid. When you watch his tape, it, I'm a little bit surprised that he tested that well because you can tell he can run. He's a good athlete, but uh, as far as like a vertical threat, he's, you know, that 4.46, four, you don't really see as much on tape. And that could just be the way Ole Miss used him. Uh, they used Elijah Moore in that same role. Dontario Drummond was the guy last year. And honestly, uh, A.J. Brown was u- used in that role in that Ole Miss offense where they kind of just stick you in the slot and they say, we're going to target you a ton, um, but it's going to be a lot of intermediate, short to intermediate type stuff. And we're going to let you eat after the catch. And that's what he does. 
And he also, I mean, he, he's a cool guy because you watch him and they'll line him up in the backfield and let him block. And if if you're listening to what I'm saying, you're saying that's that's a Packer. That's what we like. That's what we want. Uh, so Jonathan Mingo is a guy that, you know, even with all these thresholds, when you talk about style of play, him and Grant DeBose are two guys that I just, man, they just scream Packer to me. And so those two guys are ones to really keep an eye on. Um, another guy that's really interesting that he's close on a few things. We'll wait on the three cone is Michael Wilson, the Stanford kid. He had a great week at the Senior Bowl. And his his issue has been staying healthy at Stanford. And Stanford runs that slow mesh offense that just doesn't really – just doesn't really make those guys look good. And uh, it's it's a bummer. But if he can stay healthy, he's got some tools, you know, 9.3 RAS, big, you know, big kid. So uh, someone that to like, definitely like he hits the, you know, height, weight, 40. Uh, he's actually the 40. He's a little tiny bit below it. But, I mean, I don't, it depends who's on the stopwatch. So he's someone interesting as well. And then another guy, this is the last one actually, uh, that has been getting a lot of love. Uh, our our pal Aaron Nagler actually brought him up today, and that's Matt Landers out of Arkansas. Uh, again, he's a 6'4", 200, 4'3", Hasn't run his three cone yet, so we're waiting on that. Uh, but physically gifted kid, you do not see it at all times when you watch him on tape. It just does not show up consistently but the good again he's kind of like Bryce Ford Wheaton I would say he's in that same same pocket of of athlete and same pocket of prospect where man he does some really cool stuff and he also disappears at times so if you can get that out of him you know like again those those day three lottery type picks uh, the Packers have four seventh round picks I don't think either of those guys would be there in the seventh round you don't run that fast or that big and last in this till the seventh round but if they do I I would love to take a swing at one of those guys. So uh, that's it. Uh, again, you know, this is just kind of a taste. We do this with every single position. And wide receiver, I think, is one of the most accurate ones. Um, edge is another one that's been really accurate for us in the past uh, to make sure you're checking that out. Uh, who, who checks the most boxes for this team? And, you know, you look at last year's draft class, you know, green means to check the box. And you stack those guys all up right next to each other. It's a ton of grain. And that's and that's what the Packers like. And um, make sure you get yourself familiar with it again. So go check it out. Um, $8.99. Pre-order it. Uh, have it ready. Print it off. You know, it's it, it's not a book. Some people have asked me, like, is it a physical book? It's not. It's a PDF. It'll be in your inbox uh, whenever it's April 10th, I believe, is what it is. Um, but you can print it off. Um, and if you just want to print off the Packers people article, the top 300, uh, that's a great resource to have on draft day. Uh, the, that article in itself, uh, I probably I, I work just as hard on that article as I do watching, watching and writing up these guys. So, um, you know, if you if you like that, if you've liked it in the past, make sure you continue to support that. We, we greatly appreciate it. Um, we'll catch you guys back here again next week. Hopefully we can get Ross and Jacob back on the pod next week. We can make the schedules work and. Um, hopefully this was a nice little break from the Aaron Rodgers saga. You thought I'd make it a whole episode without saying Aaron Rodgers. You were wrong, but I'm just, I'm done. I'm done saying it. So a uh, nice little break from that. Maybe we'll have a resolution for that next week. And I'm sure that will get talked about to no ends, which it already has. So uh, enough of that. Thank you for joining. I'll catch you guys next time. But until then, go Pack Go.